Apple accepting more advertising in their services? This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance. Learn more at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices panel wraps up our conversation about reports that Apple will be accepting more advertising for some of their services and why that may not be quite as contradictory to their privacy positions as stated as is being portrayed in the media. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Claire, in the uh, in the chat room, let's see, where is it? Um, I wanted this. I thought this was an interesting comment. Is it possible that WhatsApp tracks my conversations to advertise to me. Where does it stop? I'm sure my voice notes are scanned sometimes. Probably. I mean, we you know your email is scanned if you're using a Gmail account. You know that everything that you put on Facebook is being scanned and categorized so that your, you know, your entire basically your entire social media life is being monetized by each and every free service that you're using because servers cost money. Bandwidth costs money. If you're not being charged for a service, then you're the service. You're the product. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that, that you need to go and run into a log cabin and, you know, Make sure that uh, even the TV aerials are are taken down at night, because a lot of these services are very good services. I use a lot of Google services. I understand what they're doing to monetize it. I understand what Facebook is doing to monetize it. It doesn't necessarily make me happy, but at the same time, what other service are you going to use that everybody else is on? that will enable you to do the things that you want to do in the social media space. And that's, that's the part that I think worries me the most is that we're, we're really down to just two to four major players in social media. And it's, it's not like when, you know, Friendster and MySpace and all of these other services Four that square. eventually died because they just weren't <laughs> very good. You know, everyone seems to have settled on using Facebook. Everyone seems to have settled on using Twitter. Everyone is using Pinterest and Instagram and LinkedIn. And, you know, it, it just depends on where your your interests lay in social media for which one of these services that you're using. But in each one of these instances, there's very little competition in the space that those services occupy. At least nothing that that's credible. I mean, you want to go to truth or you want to go to, you know, uh, one of the other ones that, that, that cater to uh, specific audiences, then okay, you can do that. You're not going to get, anything other than a huge echo chamber but sure you know go ahead you can do that if you want but we're stuck we're stuck with the services that we have because at this point with facebook having two to three billion accounts who's going to come along 
and offer something that's similar and better that isn't going to go down the same rat hole that Facebook did. Sorry, nice I'm, I'm looking for that soapbox right now. <laughs> well, guy, you only left out one thing, yeah. and that and that is that they have any of these services have to make money. Yeah, Twitter hasn't do. done. Twitter has not done a real good job of making money, so they seem to be, at least in my mind, they seem to be a little less evil. Facebook has been has has perfected it. And so, you know, that's that's one of the things. So in order to have what you're talking about, you need to have a social media site that people are willing to pay enough money for to and cover profit. the costs yep. yeah, and, make, and have it be profitable. And there's and, no there's no way to compete. There's no. no way to compete with free for the vast majority of people that use social media services. You know, they'll sit there and say, well, look, Facebook is doing all of these terrible things. Wouldn't you rather just pay five dollars a month and still have access to all of those people that you're talking to right now and they would look at you and go five dollars a month that's like serious beer money what are you even talking about yeah yeah and it could not be sustained by something that the way apple is talking about doing it by saying here's what's gonna here's these the app or here's the page that we're gonna place your ad on and people that are interested in what's on that page are the ones that are going to see the ad but there's no guarantee that you know it's the, the interest rate or the interest ratio, I guess, is going to be high enough that the dollar numbers could be charged high enough to make it work. By by the way, um, guy, the answer to your question is TikTok. Sorry, what is what was the question? What's going to replace <laughs> Facebook? Oh, okay. TikTok is. Oh, I don't even get me started on TikTok. Yeah, that's yeah, because we're old. But Facebook, their demographic is rapidly aging. <clears throat> New people aren't signing up. TikTok is exploding in that demographic. It's, um, it's a different kind of service, though. TikTok. It, that's TikTok that's what the, be that's what the MySpace YouTube. people said. Hold on, that's TikTok the, should be worrying YouTube more than Facebook. There, there's a strikingly high number of uh, of baby boomers that are heavy TikTok users, which I yes. know sounds so weird because that's not how we see TikTok. But uh, um, for for uh, advertisers, baby boomers, sorry, <laughs> have a real really high interaction rate on TikTok. So, yeah, uh, Jim, I, I'm with you that that the actual competition for Facebook right now is TikTok. And I can't wait to see how this plays out uh, long term. And Guy, you're right. They're not the same. They're totally different platforms uh, for consuming content. And I think that's actually why TikTok can be a valid competitor to Facebook, because if it was trying to do the same thing, it's not going to work because it's already Facebook. But well, well, I think from the point of view of advertisers, they are competitors. Well, oh, yeah, everything. sure. But it's it's a different kind of medium. TikTok mm -hmm. and Facebook are not the same thing. But TikTok they're competing and for the same advertiser. I know, dollars. but TikTok, but it depends on the platform. It depends on what is the message that you're trying to put out? What is... What are you trying to tell people through your social media service? And in that regard, TikTok and YouTube have much more in common 
than TikTok and Facebook. That's Facebook true. Facebook keeps trying with, you know, live and, and some of these other services. But well, the, the thing that advertisers, I think, are starting to realize is that instead of of trying to deal with whatever the new thing is that Facebook comes up with to compete with uh, or to take over the space that a company like TikTok is in. That's not what they're looking at anymore. What they're looking at now is how do I craft my message so that it's appropriate for the for the different platforms? So uh, you make an ad for Facebook and then you make a different ad for TikTok because your right. uh, your viewers are consuming the media in different ways on on the two platforms, right. uh, and uh, and that's the big thing for advertisers now. And I've and I've started exploring TikTok. I haven't started uh, uh, heavily just yet, but there's plenty of people who are very uh, addicted to TikTok and can sit and consume it for hours and hours. I mean, mm-hmm. and all of these, it's the, all these short. Short, the videos. short videos and then youtube is has reacted to how the explosion of TikTok with youtube happen. shorts youtube shorts so i mean it's yep. it continues on and we're all us being podcasters here that that you're we're, we're appealed to to look at and guy i know you do it and i'm started doing it and uh we want to uh come up with some short little uh snippets of a particular show and and be able to to do yeah, that chuck has already was has been doing that for a while yeah, Chuck does your your shorts as well. So I mean, but but the topics on on on, um, on TikTok is just all over the place. I mean, so it's yeah, that's what it, that's what interests there people are because some, they, there are some really interesting people on TikTok. Well, there's somebody I, mm-hmm. I, I, I won't mention who it is, but there's somebody who's doing uh just started a TikTok uh, channel and and is just cooking. He's got two and a half million followers. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's exploded on TikTok. So I don't know why I've been ignoring it. So I think it's like, I'm going to start exploring it further. Well, David, I tell you why we've all been ignoring it is because our perception is that it's right. just pe- people dancing constantly. And no, you know, it's more than that now. It really oh, is. I know, oh, I know it is. I know it is, but, yeah. but that's, the, that's the way it kind of started. And, you know, it pulled the kids in. And of course, when you, when you bring the younger audience in, then everybody sort of follows you know, as, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a serious, I, I, yeah, it's a serious platform. I guess that's a proper way to say it. It really is. Ever you since know? Yeah, all the controversy that happened with it, with government and politics, which we don't need to talk about, it's, it's, it just, that's all been forgotten and everybody just loves being on there. You know, that um, platform is so serious and I'm totally looping it back into an Apple thing that Apple has started building features into iMovie specifically for creating yeah. TikTok content. Yep. Right. Um, Claire asked one other interesting, before we wrap up here, one other interesting mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think I know the answer. I'm pretty sure. Um, is there currently a global body for monitoring and policing the use of data or the inter- internet internationally at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know the answer to that. Go for it, Jeff. And the answer is no, there is not. Right. It is a, uh, um, I, I won't even call it a regional thing. It is a jurisdictional thing. So, uh, for example, you have what the EU is doing, and the UK was part of that, but now it's not. And so they're not doing their thing. In the United States, there's very limited um, 
uh, nationwide controller management. It's more at the state levels. So um, you need to look at places like California and see what they're doing. And then maybe that's what uh, eventually spreads out to the rest of the United States. Uh, but because of that, it's created this whole um, uh, thing where uh, companies that have websites need to use uh, location information so that they're compliant with whatever locale a website is being viewed in. So, uh, for example, being in Colorado, where I am, if I look at uh, at a website for a company in California, they're going to collect more information on me than if I were in California looking at the same website. And it sounds like it's a great idea, right? But to, to Jeff's point, you know, think about if you had California wanting to dictate the standards versus Wyoming wanting to dictate the standards. I mean, that could be the start of World War III right there. You know, it's... Well, it's, we're it's, already seeing the splintering of, of the internet with North Korea and Iran and, and various other countries that are are basically turning it into a, a giant intranet that, that you can't see outside content that they don't want you to see. And when you look at, at again... You know, as Jeff was talking about what Europe is doing with, you know, their particular standards and you have to you have to follow all of those standards or whatever global. And, and you know, the, I think the biggest problem isn't the mom and pop websites. I'm not worried that Vert Shark, something I put on Vert Shark isn't going to pass muster in the EU because what are they going to do at the very the, the absolute worst thing they could do is they could some of the various countries could block my site. But if I have a global presence, if I'm in Germany and I'm or I'm in the UK or I'm in France, well then there's something that they can grab onto and say, okay, well we're going to fine you 50,000 euros a day or however much it is until you're compliant with our with our internet standards. And much much like when I hear a U.S. congressman or senator start talking about technology, and and I die a little inside. <laughs> uh, the, the you know Europe doesn't really, or Europe really shouldn't be setting standards that the rest of the world have to follow. They're like no better than anyone else, and your moral standards may not meet the moral standards of of someone in Central South America or or wherever this particular content is made. So, you know, it used to just be a, a big, wild, open West that that was the internet. And with maturity, I don't particularly think it's gotten better. Oh. Um, where, where I was going with what I was talking about was uh, uh, policies like GDPR. Yeah where it's it's about the data collected not about the content you can view and uh, and as far as data collected and how it's managed and uh, how long it's retained and and the ability to request that your data be uh, deleted um I'm okay with that um what I would like is to see 
something where companies are more voluntarily complying with the idea that uh, that we as users have a right to privacy and uh, and a right to control our personal data. Um, the problem is getting companies to do that voluntarily. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And uh, so then we get governments involved. And in the EU, yes, it's it's an EU-wide thing. But then you have all these other countries doing their own thing. And in the United States, I love how you said the Wild West. That's exactly where we are with, with personal data management and privacy. It is straight up a Wild West. And, uh, and that's why we see these companies that are making boatloads of money coming up with systems that can uh, trigger different levels of privacy for your data, depending on where you are and the country where the servers are. And it's just ridiculous that uh, that this is where we are. You know, So instead of saying, hey, let's just treat everyone uh, with respect and uh, and respect their privacy and personal data, it's like, okay, we are going to, to spend boatloads of money to, to hit the minimum level of compliance in every single location, which means that for you, Guy, I can collect tons and tons of data and hold on to it. And for you, Jim, I can collect a small amount of data, but I have to get rid of it in in 90 days. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same thing when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important, than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc dot com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting this week's MacVoices. And don't forget the other boat tons of money that they're spending to uh, basically to politicians who will then stand on TV and, and say, we're, we're, we're not going to comply with all of these things and vote on legislation that makes it impossible to do so. Because that's where the other money is going, is lobbying. And you can well, bet Facebook and TikTok and, and all of these social media companies are spending a ton of money with the various PACs that are out there. To, to make sure that there's legislation that's more favorable to them and their data collection than it is for us. Well, and guy, and that's, that's who not, the politicians listen to. 
And that's not just the social media companies. That's every every big tech company. That's every big bank. That's every Including big insurance Apple. company. That's every big steel company. That's every big bread man, uh, bread baker. You know, I mean, pick pick something. Everybody well, has I a lobby. I think the the difference is most of these companies only affect a a, a a small portion of the overall population, whereas social media has become so prevalent now that it's affecting everybody. So if you well, can get legislation that that's going to allow you to continue to gather the data that you want or the data that you need in order to be profitable, then, yeah, you, you're going to do that. And, you know, damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. There, there's something about social media companies that seems to be very visible. But look at like the phone carriers have been collecting all kinds of data. Um for a long time, and that all seems to be under the radar. Um, well, the, the, difference, and, the difference is they originally weren't really doing anything with it because there was no platform to do anything with it. Yeah, they would, they would, now they would sell it. They, can sell, they would well, sell sure, it. But it's the, difference between, it's the difference between 10 and 20 bucks here and there and hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road. We're down the road now. And so now... All of the information that they've been gathering since cell phones were created, actually since pagers were created, is now worth a lot of money. And yeah, they're they're selling it to whoever they want. Because there's so much more of it. And so therefore, they, you can they, build a much better model. They were selling people's location data a long time ago. Don't ask me how I know. But... Um, uh, I, which to me is more sensitive than a lot of this other data than we're talking about, you know, where I go with my phone. That's, that's pretty sensitive information. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, also lobbying like, you know, the cable and telecom companies, you know, have basically taken, you know, billions of dollars out of our pockets through lobbying efforts. Um, they've, they've gotten billions in subsidies for you know fiber that they never installed um so but they, they it's all seems to be you know it's just invisible and they keep getting away with it look at all the states where local local um um governments are not allowed to put in community fiber because yeah. the lobbyists have gotten the state to make that illegal um mm -hmm. it's, it's you know yeah it's just scandalous so yeah. um no, no matter who's doing it and guys we're we're uh, just we're over time and we still want to tell folks where we can find you but thank you this has been a really great conversation and a lot of um, a lot of good comments. One thing, one one, and at the risk of sounding like I'm same, shamelessly self-promoting for David and me, um, Brian says I've been appreciating more of the curated news, especially tech and sports, from from Flipboard and Apple News. The advertised, promoted stuff found in Twitter is just too much. I mean, Brian, I, I, David publishes a magazine on Flipboard, so do I. You know, thank you. I'm I'm glad that. You know, you recognize that, but unfortunately, you know, we are flipping things in there, so we're, we're not benefiting from it. But you know, hopefully, we're giving you good content because when you click out, 
you're at the mercy of whoever, whosoever articles we flipped in and what their policies are. So at least you're getting curated content that hopefully is focused on things you want to see. Um, let's, let's get out of here. Let's, uh, let folks know where they can find you. And then, uh, we'll, I, I will go get something to help me stop coughing. <laughs> um, I want to flip it around, uh, guy, where can yes. folks find you? Oh, well, at my newly working vertshark.com site, uh, I can be found on the Twitters. I am vertshark and Mac parrot. Uh, I have two count them two different podcasts that I'm on the mymac.com podcast going since 2004 and guys daily drive where I drive in a car on my way to work and talk about stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Stuff, stuff. That's it's like stuff. You're just your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fight the man. Fight the power. Yeah. Oh, 60s ruled, man. That's a notification. <laughs> I yeah. get on Facebook. Oh, God. Thank, thanks for being here, guy, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we'll see you next week. Uh, Jim Ray, what's the best place for folks to connect with you? Uh you can find me at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E.com, weird spelling, and also on Twitter at ProViewJim um, there. And I also want to, while I've got the mic, just, and I'm sure everybody here would second this, I want to say hi to Frank if he's watching. Yeah. Uh, we Frank. think about you uh, all the time. Very happy to see your, your posts when you can. And uh, hope you will get to get go home, as you were saying. And, um, yeah, so we miss you, yeah. Yeah, big shout out to Frank. Yeah, absolutely. We want you back on here, Frank. We miss you, Frank. Yeah, most importantly, get better. Um, If you can come back, that's great. But we just Just want the best of help for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep your hands off the nurses. I'm not wishing Unless for that. Why, why should he not consensual. do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay. As long as it's that, consensual, right? That's fair. All right. Yeah, those gowns tie in the back. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's, Jeff, it sounds like you've had some experience. No, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, yeah, Jeff Gamut, uh <laughs> Yeah, get me out of this. Where can folks find you? Uh, if people want to find me, all they have to do is ask Facebook. They know where I am all the time. <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not going to ask Facebook, um, go to Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut on both. And uh, I'm Jay Gamut on YouTube. Um, that's basically who I am on all the socials. And um, uh, yeah, I love being here on Tuesdays. Dave. Uh, I love getting to hang out with you on In Touch with iOS on Thursdays. Um, let's see, Big Show, Mac Show, so that would be Thursdays and Fridays. And Brian Chaffin and I are doing The Context Machine. So anyhow, I, I'm easy to find. So the great. Context Machine was a great episode with uh, the review of uh, Stranger Worlds. I loved it. You know, um, it's... <laughs> It's just kind of fun. 
that uh, Brian rattles off all of his Star Trek knowledge, and then I have to school him on uh, on his Star <laughs> that was the Trek best part. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Agreed. he does a thing where he's like, well, and this and this and this and this. And then I have to come back. With, well, actually, you need to <laughs> yeah. look at this episode from this other part of the franchise. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You had me. It was yeah. The M5 yeah. will survive. It will. M5 will survive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to do a, a Mac Voices Star Trek crossover podcast one Tuesday. Got I am other, looking yeah, forward got to the it. other show. We could, we could put it on both feeds. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> That works. David Ginsburg, uh, the, my well, my other my friend who also publishes a magazine on Flipboard. Uh, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me at InTouchedBioS, InTouchedBioS.com. Yes, I'm Flipboard. I'm on uh, InTouchedBioS. I, I got to stay current on that. I've been pretty uh, kind of falling slack in there, but uh, there's some still some good articles out there. Um, you find my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash InTouchWithIOS. I uh, post a lot of stuff out there. Um, I'm I'm on the Mac show of the British Tech Network on Fridays, and I'm on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks again, Chuck. Thank you, Dave. Always good to have you. Again, hey, I want to thank the chat room. Uh, they've been very, very active, especially uh, Claire. Um, but, well, Brian's been there, too. Webb uh, has gotten a couple shots in. So thank, thanks so much for showing up and uh, being part of the show. We always appreciate it. This is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Whatever time that is, wherever you are, we'd love to have you join us. As the aforementioned uh, people in the chat room at youtube.com slash TV. So be here next Tuesday or we'll come and find you. Or we'll tell Facebook where you are. That's even worse. Until the next time, <laughs> and as always, <laughs> thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.